Welcome to Shoalhaven Youth Local, a show where we focus on everything local in Shoalhaven. From current events and community groups, to local history and the best places to be, and even our favourite local personalities. We've got you covered. So if you ever wanted to know son, where to go or where to volunteer even, from a youth perspective, then listen in. You might be surprised by what's just outside your front door. Shoalhaven Youth Local would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of you and country, the land on which this podcast is recorded, and pay our respects to elders past and present. My name is Victoria and this is this week's Class in the Past, All Things Local History. On this week's Blast from the Past, I'm talking about Samuel Pickering. He was the grumpy shopkeeper who owned Pickering's General Store in Milton, who is notoriously known for complaining. In fact, he loved to complain. He was quite the historical character who everyone in town knew. His store was around in the late 1800s to late 1900s. It was demolished in in the 1970s. So I'm going to dive in deep with Pickering. He was notoriously known for not liking children who came into a store without their parents. And this was one of the many topics that he wrote in his letters to the newspaper. So Pickering was known for being a complainer. And we know this from the many historical records that we have. And many of these were letters that he wrote to the newspaper. And he complained about everything and anything. Mainly, it was children. So... He did not like children coming into a store without their parents. He did not like when the young boys would come in to try and pinch stuff. And he definitely didn't like it when they would try and steal a pear from the pear tree next to the courthouse. So Pickering's general store was originally right next door to the courthouse. And he would often see the boys going and trying to steal the pears. And that was actually known for being a rite of passage, um, stealing a pear from the pear tree and getting away because the police were actually stationed in the courthouse. So there was some unlucky kids who got caught doing that. Pickering actually dragged quite a few of those young boys to the police uh, when he caught them. And um, he was known for being, well quite strict and scary to the kids because, well, they did not like him. He did not like them. And it was quite funny because he had two sons of his own. So you can imagine Pickering as a father. Those two sons, when they grew up, actually went off to the war. And he was, it was very thankful that they returned alive and safe. It was something that was, well, I would say it's a miracle having both of your children go off to war and then come back. The only other things that I can mention about Pickering is that he became quite wealthy from his store and he did have some land. And the spot where the Anzac Memorial now stands was land that Pickering actually sold to the council 
for the memorial because he knew that the brave men and women who went off to war needed to be remembered. And so I would say thank you, Mr Pickering. I feel like the memorial is quite special because, I mean, we've got so many people who have got descendants here in the village, here in Milton and Ulladulla. Like, they're listed on that. And Pickering's boys are both listed there. Yeah, um, there are two Pickering names on that list, which are Samuel Pickering's sons who they came back. Mr Pickering stayed in Milton for I think all of his life or if not majority of his life. And, yeah, he's quite the character in in our local history. Do you scroll through the streaming services not knowing what to watch? Welcome to the nerdy sci-fi movie, guys. Two nerds with a plan. To make sure that you watch the greatest films of all time. Basically, Marvel or Star Wars. Well, could there be others, potentially? Nope. Okay, Okay, let's roll. Today we're going to be reviewing Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And Billy is on holidays, so we've got a stand-in over here. Alright, so starting off, what did you think of the characters... Were they relatable, believable? Like, I thought the characters were sort of relatable, like some of them. Others of them were just like, what? Like, Riri and Shuri, like the Wakandans, I thought they're more sort of relatable. Namor, whoever, is just like, oh, his, meh, his whole motives are kind of sketchy and outdated. Yeah, it was a. I think that bit was a bit weird. Mm. Like, now that I'm thinking back on it, I mean, it kind of made sense a bit when I was watching it because I feel like I just wanted it to make sense, so I kind of made stuff up. In, but, I mean, now that I think back to it, it's like it feels like he's avenging the death of his mum, but that happened, like, a really long time yeah, ago. And that was like... like- and it had um, nothing to do with the surface world, yeah, but for some reason looking, he's taking out his anger on the yeah, surface looking world. Yeah, at, like... The whole timeline thing. Um, his mum died when there was the dark patch in history with slaves and everything going on in America. Mm. And it now it's like, well, she died then and he's coming to avenge her now? Yeah. Uh, what? I know that, yes, he was angered by the whole... Vibranium um, detector. Yeah, which... he didn't want anyone else to find it, but... Yeah. I don't know. I felt like, wouldn't you kind of want them to find you? Because if you want to, like, I take over the surface world... I think he wanted to stay world, hidden for... Yeah, but, like, you don't want to stay hidden if you want to, like, take over the entire world. Mm. I mean... I guess it kind of makes sense. Like, he doesn't want to share and he doesn't want to get overpowered. Namor reminded me a lot of Orm from the DC movie Aquaman. I feel like they would just become really great friends because they wanted the same thing. They wanted to take over the um, surface world. Mm. And they're both kings of um, the ocean. It's like, what? Yeah. Sketchy motives. All right, and so... And the whole kidnapping Shuri. Um, why? And why would he want to kidnap Riri? 
I feel like she, Riri, was also one of the more, most relatable characters. Mm. I do feel like that what you said before did make sense. Like, I mean, he captured Shuri because he wanted Wakanda to be on his side when he takes over the world. So, and he kidnapped um, Riri because she made the vibranium detector. Yeah. And, but yeah. why so, was he wanting to kill her? I think that was a bit too dark. Yeah, I mean, maybe. But, all right, so what did you think of the storyline? I'm going to go 50-50 on this. Like, half of it was, yeah, good. Um, Half of it is just, like, confusing. Like, as we talked before about the whole timeline issue, um, that, to me, was the confusing part. Um. I also think that Namor totally went about the whole taking over thing the complete wrong way, which that added to the confusion. But the rest of the storyline was pretty good. Pretty straightforward. And it like it, it was, dealt with grief It was nicely. pretty understandable. Yeah. Yeah, the whole grief thing. Yeah, and how like her mother died and how T'Challa died, which was it was really sad. And um I mean it was it was pretty straightforward. Like one thing led to another, and it was like one plot basically the whole time. Mm. Although I did think it was a bit weird how they kind of tried to make Namor good for like five seconds of the mm. movie. He's like introduced as a villain. He was very he's manipulative. Like, oh, but I'm doing this for a good reason, and look at my city yeah, and everything. He was yeah, and then he was like immediately called. after like showing her the thing, he was like. So and you I'm want to take over to the world? You. It's like, yeah, um, I'm going to go and kill these lots of people, including the girl that you just made friends with. Yeah. It's like even though um, I'm able to live down here peacefully and I know what it's like to have a bunch of people, now I want to go and kill a bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah, it I mean, was – that bit was dark. I have I to admit – I did really like the movie, but yeah, the I'm, movie now that I'm thinking about it – you needed to have tissues with you because yeah. Ramona, T'Challa – yeah, because I feel like like everyone, sad. yeah, like everyone knew that T'Challa was dead, like before watching the movie. Yeah, but I do feel R. like R. Ramonda. Yeah, but I did feel like Ramonda was a bit of a surprise. Like you're like, what? Oh, I did not see that yeah. coming. And it was, and it it was, was like really Shuri sad. wanted, Shuri wanted peace. Ramona was like, I want to get my daughter back at whatever cost. Um, you're not going to take over Wakanda. You're not going to get in my way. I am queen. Should we dive deeper mm. into sort of the characters? I feel like development-wise, Shuri um, and Nakia definitely became a lot. There was some development with Akoya. Ramona, mm. I feel like, did really step up. Yeah, I did feel they like it was a because, bit sad yeah. when she when Okoye was like fired from the Dora Milaje yeah, and stuff. Yeah, because like she tried to best. And it's like and she's I mean, like devoted her entire yeah. life to it, and it's like it just gets stripped away, and she's like, like crying and stuff. She's human. Like yeah, yeah, she might be sort of superhuman and stuff because she's a Dora Milaje. I hope I'm saying that right, but she's still human. Everyone makes mistakes. And it wasn't her fault that Shuri got taken because Shuri didn't really get taken. She chose to go. She was like, just take me down to your king so I can talk to him. Yeah, all right. So um, overall, how many rubber chickens would you give this movie and why? 
All right. So for me, I think originally I was going to go a bit higher, but now that this stuff has been brought up, I'm going to go like five out of ten. It was still a really good movie, but I just... I'm still going to go like a solid seven out of ten because, I mean, the effects, the characters were great. I just... Namor and his intentions were confusing. Yeah, I feel like it's really good for a first watch. Like, like, yeah. It's like, well, yeah, I get that he didn't want to be found. And then also um, I think he was kind of mad about the whole climate change thing um, and warming up the oceans Mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. Yeah, he was angry about the whole vibranium thing. But, I mean, literally the locations, special effects and everything, they were Fantastic. And the costumes, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, mm. There was the whole thing with the Midnight Angel outfit. I've got to admit, it was kind of ugly. Yeah. Um, and Akoya pointed it, but, it out. It was like, yeah. is it just me or uh, do they get uglier every time? And Shuri just replies, it's you. And I'm like, um, actually... The Black Panther costume I thought was, it was way cooler and I loved Shuri's costume. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool, but I mean oh now that I now that we're talking about that, I just got reminded of one scene that I did really like when like Shuri takes the herb and then she goes to the ancestral plane and sees Killmonger. Yeah, that's like That why? was like really cool. I, I don't know, cool I really liked it. Because it sort of it was Sort of teaching her being like, who do I want to be? But mm. I feel like they could have had T'Challa there or I her mean, dad. This actor is dead. Yeah. I mean, I feel like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah like, they could I have feel... had um, their father. Mm, I feel like it was because T'Chaka. when she yeah. took the herb, she was like on a path of like vengeance and like, like for her mother and for um, T'Challa. So, like, it was like. Vengeance was consuming her and, like, so that's why she saw mm. Killmonger. I thought it was really cool and I how they brought that, him back like, for that. It was kind of cool how one of the themes was. Although he was wearing a grandma sweater, which was pretty funny. <laughs> I feel like, though, one of the themes was development and um, she was so conflicted and trying to learn about who she was, which I think that was kind of impressive that they were trying to show that she was trying to learn how to be someone different from her brother. Like she was trying to be Shuri and not trying to be another T'Challa. Yeah. Which I think we need to not talk about the end scene because we don't want to spoil that because that bit. I mean, we've spoiled the entire movie. So, yeah. I mean, if you've seen that, you've but probably seen the end, seen credit, the end scene, credit scene. Oh, my gosh. Mm. It was cool. I liked it. Yeah. So, yeah, overall, it's a good movie, but don't think about it too yeah. much. Just take it at face value. It was good. It's pretty good. Yeah. So, today we're going to be talking to Shannon. Shannon is incredible. She's been helping to run Free Feed Friday. Thanks, She's been doing this amazing initiative, Free Feed Friday. And um, I'm going to be asking her a couple of questions. Okay. Sounds good. So what is Free Feed Friday and how did you come up with the idea? So Free Feed Friday is every Friday 
I get all my guys in the cafe to cook up meals. So I approached Wool- Woolworths at first. It, it come it come about actually with me and a friend having drinks, <laughs> as, as it does. And um, we said, yep, free feed Friday. There's so many people in need because um, I'm friends with um, Jodie up at Safe Waters and she tells me all the time about how the, um, you know, they're at capacity with the homeless and things like that. And uh, we'd get a lot of homeless people come in, as you know, and they yeah. we do a pay-it-forward coffee, so they get free coffees. So we come up with this idea and I went, okay, I'm going to go approach Woolies, see if they can donate once a week food. So I went and spoke to Rob, Rob Dale, who um, we meet, and he said absolutely he'll donate um, once a week. So Thursdays we go over there, he donates um, meat or veggies, um, whatever, you know, he can he can spare. We go back, we put up a meal together and uh, you guys all cook it and Friday they can all come and collect it. So it's open for anybody in need, anybody homeless, um, anybody that's had a rough day, it's anybody. No judgment, no yeah, no questions, anybody in need. So we have someone that we know who lives in a shelter and they've told us about how um, the meals that we cook get to them and how... Um, grateful that they are to have those meals because times for them have been tough. So any little bit that we can do, mm-hmm. I know, can really help. Yep. All right. So how can the local community get involved? Um, the best way for people to get involved would be to share awareness of what is actually happening here in the Shoalhaven. Um, I'm aware that there is only one shelter for homeless um, and there's only two transitional houses in the south coast whereas now Rochelhaven has 30. Um, so Are you serious? There's only one down here and then two transitional? Yep, two transitional so houses. That's, that's really it. three in total. So um, we did. Ac- I did actually get my dad to send a couple of emails to council people that he knows <laughs> when we first started. So there was one lady that turned up. Um, the other council member said she was coming to see what this is all about because sometimes they're all talk, no action. Um, she hasn't shown. So uh, I might email her. I won't mention any names, but I might email her back again and say, uh, sorry, we missed you. Maybe you might want to take another look at what the community are actually doing um, off their own bat without any funding. Yeah. So it's it's awareness. That's what it is. Absolute I feel awareness. Like it's kind of sad because the council area Shelhaven is such a big area and so not all these problems are able to be addressed which is really hard to see. How can people in need get in touch with you or Safe Waters to request a meal? Okay Um, so I've been putting my number out there, my uh, phone number. I share it on all the notice boards I can every single week um, on like Facebook, social media, that's how I've been doing it. I have flyers, which I will get out there more. So at the moment, it's just been word of, my, word of mouth. So that again could would be something that the community could probably um, forward on, get the awareness out there, share my number around. Some people do ring me. Safe Waters have been taking probably about 20, 30 meals each week. And I know that they get delivered to the homes that need them. Uh, mental health has been coming and taking probably about 10, 10 or more, um, and the same thing, they're going to people who actually do need them or who have families that don't have a car, can't get to pick them up, 
themselves, which is completely fine. So even if they want to um, ring me, I, I will sort it out. Definitely. Yay. I'll find a way. Um, you guys, if you're hearing this and you're in need, please don't hesitate to contact us because, I mean, Shannon is incredible. She's lovely and she's really, really welcoming to everyone. Um. So would you like to see it grow, like, in the next few years and what would you like to do, like, bigger events? Um, so. Absolutely. I, th- I think it could probably... It could be its own thing um, away from everything else. I, you could nearly do it three, four, every day, every single day, but it's more how could you do it without the funding, that's all. So, it, yeah, it's sort of um, there's a bigger picture. If if there is um, any way to get funding or anything like that, then that would be amazing. But, yeah, at least twice a week. I even said to Rob last week this is becoming such a need. Maybe we need to start looking at it twice a week. And he said, yeah, absolutely, it's starting to look like that. So there hasn't been a week that we haven't had meals left over. It would be great to just be able to join up and do one big initiative being like, hey, look, we're all going to be in communication mm-hmm. and all work together so we can help other people who need our help. Yep, absolutely. Thank you, Shannon, so much for coming in. Um Thanks for having me. It was my pleasure. Please spread the word about this. We want to help as many people as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, please, if you're in need, remember, do not hesitate to come and ask for assistance because mm-hmm. we're here and we want to help. Yep, absolutely. And just a reminder, the initiative is called Free Feed Friday. So that's it for another week. Thanks for listening to our show. Shoalhaven Youth Local is a show dedicated to sharing local info about the Shoalhaven. From a youth perspective. If you want any information from the show, you can find it in our show notes at our podcast, Shoalhaven Youth Local. And don't forget to subscribe and share the show with all your favourite locals. Shoalhaven Youth Local is made possible with funding from the New South Wales Office of Communities and Justice. Catch you next time!